Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Of course, I am your host, Zell Brooks, a comedian, a twat, according to Liam. And I'm here to talk to y'all all about this week. And boy, has it been a week. Now, first things first, some of y'all may be like, who the fuck is Liam? Um, just somebody who wanted me to know that I am not a comedian and I am a twat. A lot of you, a lot of you sent me a lot of very nice messages about that. I want you guys to know that is not something that bothers me. And Liam, if you're listening, baby, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a fan. Um, Y'all, I get mean messages all the time. Not to that caliber, but I do get mean messages a lot um, because I don't like the same people that on reality TV that somebody else likes and they feel really protective over them, I guess. I don't know. But, you know... It's one of those things that it's just like, wow, this is intense. Um, and a couple of you told me like, oh, I would be so upset over that. And I just want you to know, absolutely not, babes. Absolutely not. We do not let people upset us like that. Okay. Because you have to think about it. If somebody is listening to you by choice and it decides that they don't like you. And then instead of just turning you off and never returning to your content, your page, anything again, they decide to send you a nasty message. That's on them, not you. Okay. And if you ever need a comeback, y'all come in my DMS and I will give you one because we don't let people talk to us crazy. All right. Now I do not have a co-host this week. Um, you know, I've been wanting to do a solo episode for a while so we can just kind of get back to basics, regroup. I do want to let you guys know some housekeeping things. I know I haven't had a documentary episode in a minute. Um, life has been lifing both Chai and I, so it's been really hard to get on the same like schedule as far as recording. And then her and her family are about to go on a vacation as well. So I am going to solo record the first two episodes of the Hillsong um, documentary. Oh my God, why can I not talk documentary? <laughs> and then we'll go from there. When Chai is back from vacation with her family, then she'll pick right up, right back up with us. But this week, my good God, the internet is in flames. First thing I want to touch on before we get into any of the shows. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I did a poll and I said, are we misusing the, the phrase pick me? And it was almost 50-50 of people being like, yes, no, da, da, da. This is why I asked that because it's getting out of control. I saw the Variety, if you missed it, Variety did um, the Actors on Actors interviews and Katherine Heigl and um, I almost said Meredith Grey. <laughs> Katherine Heigl and um, what is her name? Oh my God. I know this is the part where you guys are probably screaming at me over the car, but all that's coming to mind is Meredith Grey. Ellen Pompeo. Oh, I... I know those of you listening to this are probably like, bitch, Ellen fucking Pompeo. They interviewed each other and they start talking about, you know, Meredith's iconic pick me, choose me. And she's like, oh, you know, I didn't realize that Meredith Grey was the original pick me girl. Meredith Grey's not a pick me girl. Okay. The phrase pick me girl literally did not start from just wanting a man that you like to want you. That would be ridiculous, y'all. 
the term pick me comes from, and it's not even women who want, aspire to be married. Okay. It comes from women who will quite literally throw others under the bus to look good in the male gaze. So if you're at a bar with a friend and she, like the guys are talking about sports and you want to talk about makeup and she says very loudly, oh my God, you like makeup. I just like totally rather watch sports and tries to throw you under the bus. That's where that shit comes from. Okay. It is not a girl that's like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a phrase that's gotten so out of control and so overused that I'm just like, Okay. And I know some of you are probably like, it can be whatever you want it to be. It can, but I do think that we need to watch how we start labeling it because, or labeling people with that, because I don't think that at the end of the day, everyone is a pick me girl. Women who just want to be married are not pick me's. I know people who aspire um, for marriage and companionship and to build a family, was I one of those women? No, I never thought about marriage until I met my husband. I was always like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, you know, I, I feel like, and I've said this before, I feel like we're at a time where we are realizing that everybody has a different like want for their life. I think we're at a great time where people are finally realizing you don't have to be married. You don't have to have kids. Everybody can live their life the way they want. However, I do feel like there is a certain judgment both ways. You know, we always talk about the judgment that comes um, from people who are married to single folks and people that are, you know, looking, but we never talk about the judgment that seems to come from the single people, the people that don't care to be married towards those of us who are married. And just bear with me here. I don't care what anybody does with their life, as long as, you know, they're respectful and they're not trying to take away anybody's freedoms, rights, autonomies, things like that. I don't care if my friends don't want to get married. I care if my friends are happy. Okay. One thing that I realized getting when I was um, planning my wedding is that like there's this underlying thing of like somebody who's not married, like, oh, well, you know, that's not what I want to do. Okay, we're not talking about you right now. We're talking about the person that is getting married. There's no right or wrong way to do things. Everybody needs to do what's best for them. And I just think there's way too much judgment going around. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be married. I don't think there's anything wrong with not wanting to be married. I think there's everything wrong with judging somebody because it's not what you would do. Okay. And it's not hurting anybody. It is just one of those things that I'm just like, ugh, God, can we just let each other be and not force our opinions and judgments on one another? <laughs> uh, now moving on, let's talk about Andy. Andrew has been, I feel like in the hot seat this week. Okay. I had some things to get off my chest when it comes to Andy about the summer house reunion. A lot of tree huggers are mad at Andy when it comes to the Jersey reunion. I am at the end of the day, I'm neutral. I understand that Andy is hosting all of these reunions. And I've been saying for a while now that I, I think it might be time to give some, some of that shit up. You know what I mean? I can only imagine, I can only imagine how stressful it is to sit in between 
all of those people all the time and moderate and listen to them, especially when you've been listening to the same arguments over and over and over. And I think that's where he hit his limit with the Jersey crew when he told them like, you guys don't, you don't grow, you don't change, you don't evolve. I think that is a time that we are really getting some raw emotion from Andy. Like I really do think it is. I think if, if Andy can't put a hundred percent into every reunion, we either need to one space them out more or two, we got to get somebody else in there. But like babes, Andrew dropped the fucking ball with that summer house reunion. And I, you know what, here's the thing. I don't know if he dropped the ball or the editing seemed off to me. The editing and production just seems so off to me and we'll get there. But to the person that commented, I think this was on, somebody sent me something. I've been, I've been getting it from all angles this week. Okay. (laughs) Somebody said, well, he's a dad, an author of this, of that. I'm not coming at Andy. I'm not saying like, fuck you, Andy. I'm not saying like, how dare you? I'm not trying to drag him, but I am just pointing out the fucking obvious, right? I don't deny that Andy is a father a host, a, you know, an author, all of those things. I know Andy wears multiple hats. It's just don't. And the comment came because I said, he's making it see, he's really proving the theory that some people have, i.e. Tom Hamlet, (laughs) that Andy does not watch some of these shows, i.e. Summer House. And somebody was like, I wouldn't have time to watch them either. Okay. But he claims to watch them. So that's the issue. Like, I might get a little sassy this episode, but guys, when I tell you I've been fucking like getting it from all fucking angles this week, I'm just like, my good God, at what point do we just keep scrolling? I love when people like love my content and want to interact with me, but it's the same time. Some of these little shitty ass comments, I'm just like, okay, all right, gotcha number. I'm not denying that Andy is busy. I'm, I'm He is probably one of the busiest people, but let's not say that we watched a show in... Maybe we didn't, okay? On that note, let's get into the Summer House reunion. So this week we got the second part and final part of the Summer House reunion. And y'all, I cannot say enough that at, at the very root of it for me, it just seemed like the editing was off. It seemed very choppy. I'm not understanding where some of the clips were, where some of the questions were. Last week, you've heard me say it all week on social media. Last week, we were shown a clip of Lindsay coming at Sierra saying, oh, was that why you were texting Corey behind Sam's back? None of that was anywhere to be found in this reunion. That is something that's so fucking juicy. That is juicy. Why would we, the viewers, not want to see that? I'd rather see that than see Paige, Amanda, Kyle rehash three years worth of bullshit out three years worth of bullshit that we've already seen. You know what I mean? I just, it doesn't make sense. And Summer House is notorious for doing that to us. Notorious. I just, I'm so confused. And I really do think that it would have wrapped up nicely that, or how Sierra came to call Lindsay a bitch at the end of this reunion. I don't freaking know. Um, When it comes to the whole Danielle and Lindsay of it all, Lindsay, mama, did you throw a shoe at somebody? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, I really, really do feel like we are at that point in time. Y'all remember, I think it was Vanderpump Rules season eight 
that that producer came out and admitted to making editing the show, editing their portion of the show to make Sheena look bad. They admitted to that. And of course they were rightfully fired because why the fuck would they even admit that? That's, that's still such like a fever dream to me. Like, why? one, you're going to lose your job. You hate Sheena Shea that much that you admitted to editing her to make her look bad. Like, okay, weirdo. But, and then Vanderpump was notorious for having producers get so close to cast. Like I think Stassi was traveling and vacationing with producers and things like that. And it's just, it was affecting how the show was edited. We can't have that. I think we might be experiencing some of that in Summer House. I don't know. That is just my theory because just some of this does not make sense. I understand that Lindsay is public enemy number one when it comes to Summer House. And I don't think that she, I'm, you cannot deny that Lindsay has done some things to ruffle some feathers. But at this point, seven seasons of this show, everyone has. I find it so absolutely ridiculous that we constantly want to talk about Lindsay. And I understand that when you don't like somebody, you want to continue to not like them. You guys have heard me say it before. You it, you hate to see the person that you dis, dislike start growing and maturing because it's like, well, fuck, I don't like them. And you know, most of us, we just can stay away from that person with the summer house. It's not quite the same, but at the same time, why don't we want to move on? Why do we not want to move on? You know, every, all of the page fans are like, oh, did we hear Andy saying that page when she, she doesn't say much, but when she does, she really clocks in. That to me is in a sense, rewarding bad behavior. Part of being a great reality TV star is being able to do it all. You need to be present when the show is being filmed. You need to be present in confessionals, which Paige is. She's absolutely present in confessionals. And you need to be present at the reunion, okay? I'm not saying you got to be at a level 10 for all three of those things, but you absolutely have to be above a five. Paige was at like a three or four in the house this season. And she was... She, I mean, she was her normal self in reunion. I, well, not her normal self in confessionals. I've seen Paige be funnier in confessionals. It's just, it's just so fucking weird. And you know, the thing with me and Paige and Sierra and that whole crew is like, they're, it's almost like they're scared to look like the villains or they're scared to look like the mean girls. They're scared to look like, you know, and then, but when they get called the bed sores, mean girls, anything like that, they want to kind of lean into it. And it's just like, it's, it's exhausting. You know what I mean? Um, I just so wish that Andy would have asked Paige, like, girl, what did Lindsay do to you this season to have you screaming at her like this? And not lead her into, is it because of Danielle? I just want an open-ended question. What did she do to you this season? Did you see something? Did something happen in the offseason that has you showing up here today with this energy? Because, yeah, you guys can say, oh, mama ate, page eight down, which no, she didn't. Like, we need to start understanding those terms, what clearing a bitch is and what eating down is, because some of y'all are misusing it. But if you, if me, if I think you and I are fine, and then all of a sudden you just come at me calling me nuts, you didn't eat me down. Like, you just didn't. I've been saying this. I'm going to continue to say it. Paige is arguing with the comment section. I think a couple of them are up on that stage, right? On the flip side, I think 
Lindsay is defending herself from the comment section. I think Lindsay and Carl showed up to the reunion wanting to have an excuse for everything, a valid excuse for everything, because they knew how their other, some of the other cast members were going to come at them. And they know, Lindsay knows how she's perceived. She's a smart woman. You know what I mean? Therefore, I wish, I just wish that when she was asked about why she didn't reach out to Danielle after she heard her and Robert broke up, I was mad. I'm still very hurt. Lindsay, I, me and Lindsay are similar and I don't cry. I do the shutdown, but where you can make up with that is your words. I feel like if Lindsay would have said, listen, I'm going to come, I'm going to be so real with you guys right now. And I sat down and I said this to Amanda during the season. I know that I don't show emotion a lot, but that doesn't mean that I don't have them. That does not mean that I am not emotional. You guys don't see me at home, but just because I don't operate like y'all, I don't cry. I don't yell like, well, she yells, but I don't cry and just slinks not everywhere. And I don't want hugs and things like that. That doesn't mean that my feelings are any less valid in the way you all have been parading around the things I saw on the screen this summer. I, my feelings are hurt. My feelings are very hurt. I wish she would have said that, but I understand why she didn't because I, I, I don't know if I would say those things. I would rather get my fucking toenail kicked off again than admit somebody hurt my fucking feelings. Okay. Like I've, y'all have heard me say this. Lindsay has abandonment issues from her mom. I have abandonment issues from my dad. Like the, those are things that they, people, sometimes people shut down just because their instant reaction isn't to cry. It doesn't mean that it makes their emotions any less real that on the inside and it doesn't mean it makes them any less valid. Okay. I do think that Lindsay thinks every year she's moving on with these girls and then she's just not, that's gotta be frustrating. It's gotta be fucking frustrating when it comes to Danielle. Danielle is yelling at Lindsay about something she's mad at Carl about. Lindsay didn't plan the engagement. Okay. Carl proposed to Lindsay. <laughs> And why, oh, why we did not have a montage of Danielle's behavior. Danielle saying, if they're getting married next weekend, I'm just not coming. Why Andy didn't turn to Danielle and say, Danielle, you said a lot this season. You said a lot that I could absolutely see would be perceived as, well, maybe she is over the friendship. Okay. I want to talk about you saying before you knew when the engagement was actually going to be getting up and saying, well, if the engagement's going to be next weekend, then I'm just not fucking coming. How do we go from that to finding out the engagement is today and having this meltdown? Walk me through that. Why was that not asked? We barely touched on her and the things that were coming out of her mouth at the engagement party or the meltdown in general or her in the bathroom talking to herself. And then when asked, do you regret anything? Um, I regret my outfit. I would never talk to that girl again. I would never fucking talk to her again. You want a cute moment. Danielle has, it seems to me, it seems to me, Danielle is fully in her reality TV girly era. era. She doesn't, everyone's talking about Lindsay threw away the friendship. Danielle threw away the friendship. Okay. And then eat because you, instead of having a real conversation with me, you want to talk about what well, I would have changed my outfit. That was very page of you. And speaking of page, I find it oh so very funny out of all of this, 
you, we got to the root of it. We really did, which was Paige ran. I talked to Paige and Paige ran and told you, and all you had to say to Paige was, by the way, Paige, don't ever throw me under the bus again. And Paige laughed. She didn't say, Danielle, I didn't throw you under the bus. Did you say that or not? Like, did no one think to clock in to fucking work? No, because we're all concerned with making, like, aiming at Lindsay. Paige, she wants to do the bare minimum and still get an A. And Bravo gives it to her. Bravo and her fans give it to her each and every single fucking time. Literally, why she wasn't like, Danielle, I didn't throw you under the bus. You were the one talking to us. I was uh, trying to be a friend to you because I felt like I saw you in need, but I did see some of your behavior as unhinged, but she's not going to say that to Lindsay's face, but she did say that on the screen. Why we didn't touch on Craig on the phone with Paige, Paige telling Craig how Danielle was behaving. And the first thing out of Craig's mouth on the screen was, why is she acting like that? And then the fact that when Paige or when Craig got there the next week, he's like, Lindsay's a fucking bitch. Danielle's loyal. Da, 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 da. You all said at one point that Danielle shouldn't be acting like that. So why now, when it comes to the fact that you, I think that everybody thought that Dan, they wanted to see this breakdown between Danielle and Lindsay, but they really underestimated how unhinged Danielle was going to act, but it didn't follow their plan. It did not follow their plan to like, rally behind. So they still all rally behind. I don't know what side Amanda wants to be on. I really fucking don't. Because somebody sent me a picture to where she tagged from Summer House from the finale, I guess, where she tagged everybody but Lindsay. So what the fuck has happened now? Like, my God, my God, you're mad at Lindsay because she exposed Kyle's cheating, but you're over it with Kyle. And by the way, you can't say I would have come to you and said, how do you want to deal with this? Because when it came to Lindsay possibly falling asleep with McDonald's in one hand and her other hand on Austin Kroll's dick, y'all just brought that up on camera. And then Paige even yelled at, what was it, Austin? For saying, oh, when Lindsay was here, you didn't have any of this smoke for her. These people are showing their cards. These people show their cards each and every time. When it comes to Paige, I've said this all week too. So if you have heard me, I apologize. I know this. some of this can seem redundant. I don't think that Paige would be holding on to this Lindsay bone if she were not with Craig. Craig is the one holding on to the Lindsay bone. I think what I get from Paige, I think that Paige is a Scorpio and like, while they can hold on to things and swear to God they're over stuff, but not really be over shit, I don't think Paige cares that much. I think that Paige would have moved on from this if it weren't for Craig. Lindsay is an easy target. Craig is trying to teach Craig, uh, Craig is trying to teach Paige how to play the reality TV game by Southern Charm standards, not Summer House standards. And each and every time, it's going to fail. Okay, just because that's how y'all do shit down in Charleston is not how that does not mean that's how that shit works for the summer house. It's not working for summer house. You can beef, you can afford to beef with Madison for seasons upon seasons for seemingly nothing on Southern Charm, Craig. In summer house, that shit doesn't fucking fly. Okay, it's just, it was a disappointing reunion on every level. And also we're missing... 
Maya said in an interview that at one point her and Lindsay had gotten it. Well, she didn't say it was her and Lindsay. She said she's getting attacked. Okay. Which I'm going to assume was from Lindsay. And all of her friends were yelling at Lindsay and like, she didn't have to do anything. Maya got to go. Maya got to go. Okay. She's not understanding the, the reality TV of it all. We're running around, we're covering mics, we're hiding from cameras and like we don't we don't want to fight our own battles at the reunion either i don't think maya said more than yeah i just found out it was with 11 women i think that's all we saw her say per the edit per the edit okay that's what they put out i will be shocked if maya is back next season actually one of you um came into my dms and said that you think that Sierra and Maya will both be back because you don't think that Bravo wants to fire two black girls and on a show that just got diversified. And I actually agree with that. I, I agree with that. And the person that said that's black, by the way, um, I, it's just, it's, it's irritating. It's lazy. Okay. Is what it is. I just, I don't know. I really don't know if, if she's back next year, I'm going to absolutely be shocked. Andy gave a whole montage where people are like, he summed it up perfectly. He summed it up to 50%. Okay. For Danielle to continue to say, I wanted to be there with fireworks. I understand that you wanted to be there with fireworks, but it's not for you to want things out of my proposal, except for me to be happy. And that's what I think a lot of people fail at when it comes to weddings, proposals, friends getting married. We want to insert ourselves, prove our friendship, allegiance to people. And really people want the most basic of things from us. Like it, it's just, I, I understood Danielle wanted to be involved, but it wasn't her. That's if it shouldn't be either I'm involved or I'm pissed off and I'm talking shit. Do we understand how mad that sounds? I, j I wouldn't be shocked if they're not friends anymore. And I think that to this point also, everybody coming in saying like, you were the coldest person ever, Lindsay, like da, 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 da. Everybody's going to react how they, that fits them in their feelings. One thing that I was a highly sensitive child. One thing that my mom always, always told me, she said, Giselle, you have to protect your feelings no matter if it fits for that person, that person, or that person, you need to protect your feelings the best way you see fit. And that's how I operate through life. I'm going to protect my feelings first, because why would I put your feelings first and then sacrifice mine? Like I can absolutely understand and listen to somebody, but if it comes at my discomfort and my feelings being hurt, I'm not going to do that. I've done it before. I don't know where we go from here. In Summer House, um, I think that almost all of the OGs need to be rotated in and out. I think Kyle and Amanda can rotate weekends, but obviously that's not going to happen because Kyle's going to have to be dragged out of the Summer House by his fucking mullet. Um, as much as I love uh, Linz, I think Carl and Lindsay need to be rotated in and out and then we see their wedding and then send them on their way. Everybody asked me like, oh, would you want to see... Lindsay on Roni, Roni, Roni. I don't know how I want to see Lindsay off of Summer House. One, I've only seen her on Summer House. That's how I know her to operate, right? Two, when it comes to Roni, I don't even know what these new women are bringing to Roni. 
Lindsay wouldn't fit in with the old Roni. I know that much. And this new one, I, I don't even know these women yet. So we'll see how it is and then go from there. Okay. Um, I think Paige can be rotated in and out. I think Gabby and Sam need to come back full time. Obviously Chris is weird to me, y'all. He, he really is weird. Um, I want to bring back Alex, Trap City Alex. That's his Instagram name. That's why I call him that. He is fine. Okay. It's a fine man. I think he deserves a second chance. Um, I, I don't know if Luke would come back after all of this. I really don't. And I don't think Andrea is going to come back because I think one thing that was very clear is that I don't think Lexi is comfortable on camera, which that's fine. You know what I mean? I like Andrea. He can come in and out, but we need to get a group, uh, a younger group, um, hustling, bustling in New York, get back to the, to the, the roots of it all. Okay. We need to get back to the roots. <laughs> so that's it on summer house. We're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about Jersey. Oh my God. Okay. Jersey guys, I am, I'm regretting talking about Jersey online this year because I knew, I knew that tree huggers were absolutely off their rockers, but my God, y'all know how to exhaust me. And listen, I don't mean the tree huggers that are just fans of Teresa. They're just like, I, I like Teresa. I, I'm a stick beside her. Okay. I mean the ones that want to argue every little detail. At the end of the day, your Lord and Savior, Teresa Giudice, is not always right. She's actually wrong often. And I can also say the way that Melissa and Joe handled the whole wedding situation was God awful. Because one, you need to let somebody know if you're not going. That is the respectful thing to do. Like, come on. Two, do I think that they were looking for a reason not to go? 120%. Three, if you're not going to go, don't be online posting all of that fucking shit, talking shit, being immature as fuck. I can give all of y'all that. Okay? Teresa, we got to open our eyes when it comes to Louis. He's a bad guy. Okay? He is a scary Man, and I don't have any fucking time for people trying to like be like, well, what about Joe Gorga? What about Gorga? What about Joe Gorga? What about Joe Gorga? I know that Joe Gorga is not a great guy either. Louis is scary. Who says I have a private investigator looking into each and every one of you and then admits to lying while maintaining the lie? And then like Louis wants to be on TV. Louis wants to be on TV. He used Teresa and I'm worried for her because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I do think that Louis is going to do something to abandon Teresa, leave her high and dry. And she's going to need somebody family there to pick her up. And it should not be on the daughters. Okay. She's going to need grown ups. I know Gia is a grown up, but she should not have to pick her mom up like after whatever Louis does. And I'm not wishing Louis do anything to Teresa, but I am worried that he will. He's he's scary. Okay. I know somebody was like, oh, but we've seen Joe Gorga be violent. Just because we've seen Joe Gorga be violent doesn't mean that Louis isn't capable of being violent. You see how that works? And Louis has documented history of being violent also. So we got to wrap that one up. Don't say that no more. All right. I just, 
it's it's shocking to me. And again, if you want to say, oh, all of those people are lying about being, you know, getting these mysterious calls, getting the X, Y, Z, Louis is still the person that started that. Because if you would have never said, I had Bo Deedle, a private investigator, I have folders on all of you, nobody would be on alert like that. If you tell me that you have a private file on me and then I start getting weird phone calls, I'm going to be like, it's that motherfucker because I never, ever had these issues before. Hello? Like, I don't, if you're just a fan of Teresa, but you have common sense and you're not arguing common sense, you're not a tree hugger to me. Like that, that some of this shit that we're arguing, it's just not we, okay? Because I'm not fucking arguing with any of them folks. Like I can't do it. It's just, it's concerning. And even Teresa can't answer some of the questions because she's like, well, Louie will answer that when he gets out here. Louie will answer that when he gets out here. And I've said this time and time again, Teresa is loyal. She is especially loyal to her men to a fault. Okay. When it comes to the whole Jacqueline Larita text, I find Jacqueline Larita to be insufferably annoying. Okay. Like my good God, I also find her to be obsessed with Teresa. She always has been always fucking will be, even when they were friends, not friends. Like she is obsessed with sticking it to Teresa. I know that that text message like was sent in like 2021, I guess, when they weren't cool. I understand that, but this is my thing about it. The nature of the text message is so fucking unnecessary and so ungodly immature. Jack, like when they were reading it, I was like, this is a grown ass woman. This is a mother, okay? Like, I hate her stupid face, her eye lift, her, her two facelifts. Oh my God, she just annoys me. And I know that's mean, but like, God, girl, turn off the fucking TV then. If you don't like Teresa Judice, one place you know where you're absolutely gonna fucking find her is on Bravo TV on Real Housewives of New Jersey. So if you can't stand her, then why are you fucking watching? Huh? That's the text is so fucking stupid to me. And I'm sorry if anybody I'm, I'm a person that I can't, I'm not saying I think you're going to be speaking my praises when we are not cool. Like I'm not dumb, but I don't, you better for you better make sure that I don't see anything you were saying about me when we were not cool. Like after we become cool again, that text message was fucking stupid. On Jacqueline Larita's part. I don't really. Listen, would I have read it out loud at the reunion? Maybe. I don't. But Because I think it's. I think it's. Suspect to why Jacqueline wanted to be friends with Teresa again. And like, you know, why they wanted to reconnect. I think that's suspect. I really do. Like trying to jump person to person to like, oh, we have a similar enemy now. Like, let's set this up, blah, blah, blah. At one point, Jacqueline, the Mantos were claiming somebody else was, they knew who set them up, blah, 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 blah. The Mantos and the Loritas need to stay out of their fucking drama. They have their own fucking family drama to be involved in that they do not need to be getting into Judice versus Gorga. Go over there somewhere else, okay? When it comes to the government of it all, I was talking to Stephanie. Y'all know Stephanie, friend of the pod. She, she put some, she, she sprinkled some ideas into my head. I, and I, I think I agree with this. First of all, I maintain the person who put Teresa in jail was Jody, Joe Judice. Okay. At the end of the day, that is the person who put Teresa in jail. 
her husband. I don't blame Teresa for trusting her husband. I don't think that she knew. Um, I could see, and this is Stephanie's theory and that I agree with, I could see if Joe Gorga thought that he was telling or aiding in Joe Giudice going to jail and he didn't know that Teresa was involved and by proxy his his sister was involved. However, what I say to that is Joe Gore, if that's the truth, Joe Gorga is still fucking stupid because you hate your hate for Joe Giudice consumes you so much. You don't think about the fact that if you send him to jail, you're taking your sister's husband away from her, the your niece's father away from them. In the words of, in, in Joe Gorga's own words, get that hate out of your heart, okay? Uh, that's just a theory, though. I, I just, I can't believe that we're still arguing about all of this. When it comes to Jen Aiden, y'all, 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 that woman is so corny to me and not in the good way, okay? She is just so concerned with getting a meme-worthy moment, getting the praise from the Bravo fan pages that that's what she's doing, going after March. Your old lady energy, old lady energy. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I know she's talking about March calling her a disheveled drug addict. And I don't think that March should have called her that. I think when it happened during the season, I already said that was stupid. She's smoking pot. It's not that serious, March. But like old lady energy, that's not a thing. And you're trying to make it a thing and it's fallen flat, okay? Like, I would have just been like, okay, Marge, and your mindset is archaic. Moving on. Like, it. Ugh, I can't. I can't. The idea that Andy is mean to Jen Aiden, if that's the energy, her and Teresa both had moments in this last part of the reunion where they're like, yeah, ask her, Andy. Tell her, Andy. Tell, and Andy's like, I, I am. I'm trying. But no, you got you guys want to do this. I felt like at one point Andy was just gonna hand them the cards and be like, "Do y'all want to y'all want to just do this? Go ahead, y'all y'all just go ahead and do it." You know why fucking not? I just it, it's too much. And when it comes to the whole time, not timeline, the affair rumor of it all, these bitches are in the fucking big leagues. You're in season thirteen. Whereas Jersey's in season thirteen. You know how to push storylines. You know how to cover your ass better than this. Jen, first of all, if you told Melissa about the fucking rumor, why were you carrying on all season like you weren't? Fucking narrative. You are a professional. You are a professional fucking housewife. You know better than that shit. Melissa, same with you, baby doll. Same with you. If you knew you went over to that woman's house and had that conversation with her, why did you play into it? All of y'all know better than this. All of y'all know better than this. I was, ugh, ugh. I was disgusted. I'm not gonna lie. I said, this this is first season housewife behavior. Bitches that don't know how to carry a storyline on the back. But no, y'all are too busy trying to keep up these fucking feuds that you will push stupid fake storylines. Danielle was like, I'm gonna go tell Melissa I feel bad. And Listen, Jen Aiden was really, really picking up her acting chops this season because she's like, oh, no, Danielle, you can't do that. You can't do that, Danielle. Oh, my God, please don't do that. You already told her, Jen. So why were you doing all that? And then even at the reunion, when Andy was like, Jen, are you happy? And you're like, oh, yes, Andy, I'm so happy. I'm so happy, Andy. 
what are you doing? What are you doing? You know better than this shit. Oh my God. I'm not a quitter. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to finish it out. Okay. But if we don't do anything about this shit, I got to go. I got to dip the fuck out. Okay. God damn it. Listen, I said dip the fuck out before Tom Sandoval. Okay. Let's talk about Summer House Martha's Vineyard. So when it comes to Summer House Martha's Vineyard, first and foremost, I'm having a good time. I think I might've said this last week, or maybe I said it online somewhere. Who the fuck knows, guys? I've, I want to say, I really appreciate if you follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok and listen to this fucking podcast. I really appreciate you because that's a lot of me first and foremost. And I know that I repeat myself everywhere. It's just that I know that a lot for a lot of people, it's either one or the other two out of the three or things like that. So if you, if it's all three, God bless you. God bless you. If it's all fucking three of them, because that, that's a lot of me. But when it comes to summer house, Martha's Vineyard, let me say this. I'm having a great time. I want to see this show. I can't wait to see what this show grows into. I hope it grows into something because Lord knows that we've provided the other summer house room for a lot of air to grow in for them to do nothing. But guys, I think the Coopers need to go. I think that I don't think that we need to have the Coopers back next season. One, I've been thinking this from the beginning. I feel like Jasmine wanted to be on the show and Silas just did it because Jasmine wanted to, right? Because Jasmine seems to be putting on for cameras a little bit. And with Silas, I don't, I don't know. He does not translate well onto TV. Um, with that being said, this whole argument with Bria, at the end of the day, Bria absolutely acted like a brat. But for the Coopers to want to, I think it's kind of like, Silas wants to claim Bria's manipulative. I think leaving everything up to a vote, like the Coopers trying to seem so diplomatic that they're like, let's vote, let's vote, let's vote. That in a way is manipulative because they've kind of already been like trying to get their way and they're the ones bringing the vote to the table and they're always bringing the vote to the table with only their side of events being told with the exception of Phil, with the exception of Phil. I think that it's, I think that they are both manipulative in a way, honestly, if I'm being so fucking honest. That sentence doesn't even fucking make sense. Honest, if I'm being so fucking honest, guys, it's so late. <laughs> but throughout the episode, we see the girls go out to brunch. Oh, sorry, the girls in Preston go out to brunch. And this is the kind of carrying on I like to see. I love to see brunch. My only complaint was Jasmine's choice of conversation and the fact that the mimosas looked a little too dark, which means too much orange juice. I like my mimosas with just a smidgen of the OJ. Oh my God. I love brunch. I fucking love brunch. My ideal live show would be like a, a brunch with Zell. And I'm probably not going to serve you guys food, but it would be in a brunch setting, like a live brunch. I don't know why I'm talking to y'all right this right now, but we'll manifest it one day. <laughs> um, Jasmine 
does I don't know if she doesn't know how to read a room. There's just for Jordan to be her best friend, she brings up topics of conversation that I would only have with my best friend one on one when the timing was right. Right. So no, she always wants to talk about relationships. And my one friend Brie has this, or well, her boyfriend actually has this uh, theory, and she brought it into the group chat that she th- they think that Jasmine is. We all think that Jasmine's not the happiest in her marriage but she wants married friends to be like so this sucks right (laughs) and let me let me tell you jasmine and silas got married like right before me and charlie the first year one piece of advice i got was that the first year of marriage is hard and baby it has been hard for us it has definitely been hard but like that's that's my road dog that's my partner at the end of the day we are not trying to convince anybody to get married though unlike silas and jasmine so that's one thing we're celebrating Jordan's one year of celibacy. And I get that because I've done that before. I did like a year and some change, but that different time. Um, And Jasmine is immediately like, okay, so where are we going from here? We're going to find a husband. And it's like, and I'm paraphrasing her. It's like, Jasmine, no, baby. Like what? Be happy for your fucking friend. Just take her lead on this. Well, no one's just being celibate to get to get a husband like that's not what jordan said and even that conversation that they have later on in the fucking baby section of that store where they are buying their outfits for the cast photo shoot because i noticed whatever i think it was whatever silas bought that's what he's wearing in the photo but anyways um she's like i know you i know you i know you want somebody yeah i mean it's normal for your friend to want companionship but i want the right companionship and i'd also like the timeline of jasmine being homeless to her and silas getting together because everyone of course is making the joke like oh jasmine just didn't want to be homeless that's why she got with silas but i want to know like i because i feel like jasmine and mariah we're in that situation. They got over it. Like they, they overcame it. They found new places to live. And then her and Silas got together. I think there's a little bit more time, um, space in that than we think, but I don't know. I would love to know the actual, you know, facts. I know Jasmine was getting a little testy with people online this week. A couple people got the block. I don't know if I got blocked because I don't follow Jasmine. Then so a couple people were like, yeah, Paige blocked me. I don't know if I'm blocked by Paige because I never followed Paige. I followed her on my personal account. Um, a while back I haven't seen anything from there but I don't really get on that account like that I I get on that account I just don't like spend enough time on there to be like swiping through people's stories and everything that's what I should say anyways later on Simon finally shows up guys he gives me grifter he he gives me grifter have you looked at his Instagram I can't remember if I said this to y'all last week. Somebody left me a comment somewhere and was like, uh, I looked at his Instagram. I was like, whoops, did I let that slip? But I know his family has money. Okay. I know his family has money. Um, and they own that watch business. That's why he gave away like tons of, uh, like thousands of dollars worth of watches. But I just find it funny that all of a sudden, Jasmine and Silas were changing their tone as soon as they got gifts. I was like, Jasmine, you quite literally were just saying that you probably weren't going to talk to Simon when he came in the house, which is very rude, by the way. Very fucking rude. Like, Black people don't play about that. Black people do not play about that. We do not. Like, when you come in a room, a home, anything, you say hello to people. Okay, come on now. 
to smiling. Now, I definitely would have been closing up to him when I saw that class Azul. I love me some class Azul. Call me Giselle Bryant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like the uh, Reposado one, though. The one with the blue and white bottle. But whatever. I'm not going to be picky. I'm not going to be picky. Just pour it up, pour it up. Also, y'all, I would have been happy with anything. But I'm just going to say, one bottle, even the Magnum bottle of class Azul for all them motherfuckers in the house. That's, I don't think everybody gets one shot. Whatever, whatever. The end of the episode, Silas is giving the weirdest, most unnecessary speech about coupling up. And then Jasmine starts crying. I said, what's going on here? What is going on here? <laughs> I I think that they're probably, gonna, I would be shocked if they're back next season. If they're back next season, um, they're, they should not be the host and they need to be more mindful of getting it on in front of their housemates. Because I've been telling y'all that I feel like they didn't care if everybody could hear them. And that's what it, like the, his whole comments this week, like, oh, I can't, I can't do this if you're not going to make any noise. First of all, I'm tired of these men, tired of these men. Being like, oh, I'm not like, oh, you kept your t-shirt on during sex. It was really hot. I can't have sex if you're not going to make any noise. Please be happy that you are getting up in there. How about that? Be happy because both Jasmine and Ariana look better than their respective partners that were complaining about the sex. Okay. On that note, let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Guys, I don't have a lot to say about Real Housewives of Atlanta. I know we're in a rut, but I just want to say this. I want to be very careful about how we speak about Real Housewives of Atlanta because I have seen, and I find this baffling, murmurs and rumors about canceling Real Housewives of Atlanta. And that in itself, I that's exactly why I want to be careful about it. Because a lot of these other housewife franchises, Beverly Hills, OC, Roni got a reboot, you know what I mean? But Salt Lake City, they can lack. No one's talking about canceling them. But as soon as Atlanta like is lacking a little bit, people are like, oh, it needs to be canceled, needs to be canceled. And we jump to canceling it when it's a black franchise. I definitely think Atlanta is missing something. I would be a fucking liar and that I am not if I said that it wasn't. But to act as if it is such a huge problem when we have gotten near to nothing from Salt Lake City in the past two seasons, like I know some of you are going to be like, well, Jen got arrested. I knew Jen was going to jail. I knew she was going to jail. Like I did not, I didn't need to see. And yes, it was like to see her get arrested on camera. It was like, well, never seen this before, but it's just that she got arrested on camera. She scammed um, older people out of their money. She maintained that she was innocent, knowing good and goddamn well that the bitch was guilty. Why did I just call her a bitch? That was so unnecessary. So, oh my God. But like, y'all get what I'm saying, right? We let some of these other housewife franchises slide by doing the bare fucking minimum. And yes, last season of Atlanta was mid, things like that. Nini's not coming back. I, I don't know if Portia's coming back. If she comes back, I want her to get her ass to work, okay? But to be entertaining like oh this show needs to be canceled needs to go off i when there are some other housewife franchises that probably need to go off before that that's i don't play like that 
Okay. And I, I think it's extremely unfair. Same way I feel about people being like, oh, Summer House Martha's Vineyard's a chop, like da, 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 da. What? I want to know. I'm just going to say this. And I know why I grew up black, like I am black. Oftentimes black folks, like we feel like we have to come and we have to get it right on the first time. There's so like, there's less room for error for us because it's true. And that's what I'm talking about right now. There's less room for error in Atlanta, quote unquote error, than, but the rest of these, some of the rest of these housewife franchises get, can continue to skate by being so fucking mid and no one's talking about canceling them. But I just, I'm like, why don't we get, I don't want to say why don't we, I know why we don't, like I'm not dumb. It's just irritating to me and it's frustrating to me. I'm going to continue to watch. I'm going to continue to give Atlanta my support because one, that's been one of my favorite, that's been my favorite franchise forever. That was my gateway into Real Housewives. And two, I think they deserve the same chance as every other housewife. Um franchise to rebuild and try and get back. Listen, these, these housewife franchises are going on 13, 14, 15, 16. OC is in season 17. Okay. Not every single season is going to hit. I definitely think something needs to be done, but I think that the, to continue to beat it over the head, like, Oh, Atlanta sucks. Atlanta sucks. Atlanta sucks. Like, it's just like, okay. Also, Carlos King needs to worry about his own ratings on his own fucking shows. All right. It's getting old. Do you know how many tweets I saw last week of people being like, nah, I'm done with love and marriage Huntsville. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You need to make sure your side of the street is clean before you keep worrying about candy and them over in Atlanta. Okay. My good God. And Margo getting on my nerves. So with all that said, we need to get back to wanting to have fun. I feel like Marlo is just trying to push the storyline of everything's not fair. Everybody's against Marlo. You guys see, I fought all my life. I had to fight. Like, like Marlo, God, we get it. You think Candy doesn't show up for work. You think Kenya doesn't show up for work. The answer is not to go kick down the fucking doors. Show the bitches some fun. She quite literally could have just said, you know what? Kenya doesn't want to show up for work. One person that is going to show up for work is me. And I'm going to prove that we don't need Kenya around here. We don't need Candy around here. I can carry this show. But she thinks the way of doing that is going and kicking down doors, is going and making up storylines about her nephew and how it's connected, why Candy should pay for his funeral, send some money, some flowers, some like, girl, you need to start. First of all, you need to stop playing on your nephew's grave. Okay. Cause that's what that is to me. You are playing on your nephew's grave to me. Right. Courtney. I don't want to see that lady anymore. I don't, I don't know why y'all, I don't want to see her anymore. Okay. It's, mm-mm. it's not working out for me. <laughs> it's just not. And this needs to be Sheree's final act as a fucking housewife. Apparently we don't see Kim this weekend on this episode. And everyone's like, oh yes, y'all have to remember this was filmed like a while ago. Kim was still pretending to be married to Croy or was still married to Croy at this point. They This was filmed probably last, sometime last year. So we're not, yeah, because they're around BravoCon now um, or they just finished BravoCon. So we're like in November-ish probably. We're not going to get any tea on Kim and Croy. And I don't, I don't need to see Kim 
Beerman back on my screen just because of what everything that went down. For Kim to say, what other white woman do you think would show up and sit there with these black women? Baby, you are in Atlanta. You are a drop in a bucket. I know many, plenty white women that would sit up there and be happy to participate with all of those black women. I know many, plenty. Okay. So don't play like that. You want a reward? Girl, please. Girl, please. The only reason people want you back on the show now is because they want to get in your fucking business and see what's going on with you and Croy. But if it were not for that, no one would be asking for Kim Zosiak Beerman to be up on the fucking screen. And even if she does get back up on the screen, y'all, she's a liar. She's not going to tell the truth, okay? So please. Next week looks really good though. Candy's voice is going to start shaking. She going to start threatening to headbutt people again. I'm excited. Okay. I'm always going to rally behind Atlanta. Now let's, let's go over to these VPR streets. So we wrapped up this Vanderpump Rules reunion this week. And honestly, I knew what was about to happen. Like what I thought was going to happen, happened. I knew at one point during this whole thing, once I realized how big Scandival was getting, I knew there was going to be a point where people were like, oh, start and started viewing Raquel as a victim. I knew as soon as Ariana said that cheese grater comment, people were going to be like outraged. First and foremost, let me say this. Is it something I would have said? No, but if I'm being honest, my hands would have taken over long before this. And I don't care what anybody says about that. Okay. Telling somebody to get fucked by a cheese grater and slapping them across their face. You got to choose which one is. I don't know what you guys expect from Ariana. She filmed this reunion three weeks after she found out that her one of her best friends was sleeping with her partner. All of these like, oh, she took it too far. Da, 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 da. First of all, she told Tom to die. And everybody was like, yes, bitch. But then Raquel, she said, get fucked by a cheese grater. And they're like, too far. She said, I hate you. I wish nothing but the worst things to happen to a person on you. Do y'all know how many girls that I know have slept with another girl's boyfriend and they have said some nasty things to them? No. Was there a camera present? No. But those things were still said to those people. We all... Listen, y'all. Again. Where my hands would have prevailed, she her words prevailed. I am not shocked that Ariana called her nothing. I just, I listen. This is my thing. I understand what people are saying. I understand it, but I'm putting the human emotion into it. And if I found out that one of my friends was sleeping with my husband, my life partner in my home because she still sat up there and lied to her face and said, I never had sex with him in your house. When she did, when her, when Ariana left, her grandmother died, her dog died. She was fucking all up in Ariana's jacuzzi, all up in Ariana's home. So here's my thing. When Ariana tells her she's nothing, right? You got to remember, was, was Raquel necessarily worried about what Ariana might say to her while she was getting her back blown out in Ariana's jacuzzi while she was getting her back blown out on Ariana's couch. 
in front of Ariana's dog, probably. Fucking all over in the house that she don't pay no bills at. Do we think that she was really worried about that? You know what I mean? I think that it's one of those things that if it were not set on camera, I think people would be fine with it. But the fact that we're faced with it and it's like, oh my God, this is on a, a broad stage. This can't be okay. We can't be telling people that they're nothing. I'm just like, is it better if she said it not on stage? Then it, it, I don't, I would have slapped the bitch in the face. I would, I would. Y'all. I would have fucked that bitch. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Like I really would have. I really, really would have. And I probably would, there would have been a mugshot involved when it came to me. Okay. Cause I definitely would have hit her. I don't understand this idea that we're thinking somebody's going to find out about this and then be like, I wish you nothing but the best away from me or a, like even to stop at fuck you. Like, are y'all for real right now? I'm not surprised Bravo aired it. This is the same Bravo that had no problem aiding in season nine of Real Housewives of Atlanta and letting that be shown out to play out to its fullness. Why would y'all think that Bravo, you, why do y'all expect Bravo to not air that shit? What channel have y'all been watching? Like, are we for real right now? Now, James and Lala, oh, listen, here's my thing. I really, really wish that James and Lala would have said, Raquel, we were young, we were new in our relationships, and we did that, and we understand that you didn't know about it until now, and we for that, we are sorry. We really are, but we're not talking about us right now. We are not talking about us right now. We are talking about you two and what you did recently to their face. I understand to their face behind their back. I understand that Raquel just found out about it. And listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I still don't know why Lala told that girl that shit. I remember when I, that episode aired, I was like, why the fuck would you tell her that shit? Why would you tell her that shit? Okay. Everyone was like, oh, for AA, for forgiveness, blah, blah. she didn't tell her that shit in being like, I need to cleanse my consciousness. She told that girl that shit just to be like, hi, I got you. Lala and Raquel fucking hate each other. They fucking hate each other. I don't, and I don't think that it's like, I really don't think it was Lala being jealous of James's attention. I think that we're looking at two people that really can't stand each other. I think Raquel always wanted to be famous. She wanted to be on the show. I think she used James. I'm going to be very fucking honest here. I never thought that Raquel was uh, really loved James. I've always seen Raquel as somebody who came onto the show to play a part. I don't think she ever, her or her parents ever took this seriously. Um, Sheena did an interview with Variety where she said that I think after James and Raquel got engaged, and I, it might have been at an engagement party or something like that, her dad, her dad being Raquel, said, oh yeah, I'll let them play house and do this for oh, as long as it suits Raquel. But as soon as it doesn't suit her anymore, I'm pulling her out of it. She is a pageant girl. Like her parents are still very much involved. Like they are still very much involved. I do not think that she ever, ever gave a fuck about James like that. I will never forget when he asked her to marry him. I said, this is the most bizarre thing I'm watching like with her reaction. Okay. To everybody that's like, 
Raquel is neurodivergent, um, you know, she's XYZ. You can be neurodivergent and that doesn't make your actions okay. If you are neurodivergent and you sleep with somebody's boyfriend, you still slept with somebody's boyfriend. They don't need to forgive you. They don't need to have grace for you. Like you still deceived somebody. Okay. Like we're just, there's a certain consciousness that I, in a kind of high horse that I feel like people are trying to have with this, that I'm like, put yourself in these shoes, but be for fucking real and put yourself in these shoes. Okay. I'm, I, I also think that James knows that he got used by Raquel. I think, I mean, I think they were both in on it, to be honest with you. Um, but I think Never mind. I'm denying. We'll say that about James. Jason, Richie, if you're listening, you already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> just not even gonna say that. But I just everybody is expecting a certain grace coming from Ariana, and I'm not understanding it. Okay. You also have all these people online that are like, "This is getting out of hand." Like, why is Ariana on the cover of Glamour? Blah blah. blah. If Ariana was on the cover of National Geographic, then I would be like, what are we doing here? If Ariana was on the cover of like Business Digest, then I would be like, what are we doing here? She's on the cover of Glamour. She's a reality TV star on the cover of Glamour magazine. We talk about makeup, hair, sex, uh, women's issues. Like, do you get what I'm saying? It's Glamour magazine. If you don't want to read it, don't read it. There are plenty of celebrities and people that I don't care for that are on the cover of magazines all the fucking time. I'm just like, oh, interesting. Keep going. I don't, you can't, like all the people that are mad about all of the ads and stuff that she's getting, you can't tell me that if your partner dogged you out on TV, whether you started with the cheating and blah, blah, blah or not, you can't tell me that if Duracell came to you and offered you money for an ad for a sponsorship, you would not take it. You would. Well, I don't care. I don't really understand why everybody's so mad that she is getting in her bag. I really don't. If you block Duracell, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't really don't know what else to say. I'm not mad that anybody's getting in their bag because when it comes time for me to get deep into mine, I'm going to take the fucking opportunity. You better believe. What do you the fuck do you think? I'm going to turn down the cover of Glamour magazine because, oh, people are tired of this story. Get the fuck out of here. Be for fucking real. If your partner cheated on you and you got all this press from it, you'd be like, no, no. Shut the fuck up. You would. Okay. Sometimes people make comments online that I'm just like, do you know how you sound? Like, do you know how you sound for real? Lisa showed her damn ass during this reunion because why are you saying you're yelling at Raquel more than you even yelled at Tom about this. And I find that weird and not funny weird. Okay. We know how Lisa is though. Listen, I, I'm not giving Raquel props for going in and showing up. It's just guys, it's hard for me to feel bad for the girl. Now, let me say this. Anybody who, who, anybody sending her death threats, messages, anything like that, you got to stop that. It's not that serious. I've never understood why anybody would do that to any, like, I'm talking shit with y'all about what we see on the episodes. 
I'm not sending anybody no fucking messages. That's that's weirdo shit. You didn't get cheated on. Okay? Calm down. Ugh. I'm just like, I'm over it. I really am over it. When it comes to Lala, let me say this. I, y'all, if you, if you listen to my Rand Scandal episode with Chai, you know that I've, I've started to shift a little bit when it comes to the Randall and Lala of it all. And I don't mean shift as in like, oh, Lala is completely innocent because I don't think that. But one thing that I've realized about Randall, like since watching that documentary, is that that man's a predator. He's a fucking predator. He started dating his ex-wife, the mother of his uh, first three children, when she was a teenager. He married her by the time she was 20 and they had their first baby at 20 when she was 21. Okay. Um, I do think that he preyed on Lala. However, comma, I don't think Lala asked. I think Lala was blissfully ignorant to some things. And to, to a certain degree, she's admitted, right? I have more so... it questions for her now about like the treatment that she definitely saw of the assistance and everything like that. I, I, I don't, I can't get into the Lala, you know, sleeping with a married man, whether she knew, didn't know. I know that they took a break. It's kind of how, listen, it's kind of how I feel about Sheena and Eddie (laughs) at Eddie from back in the day, Brandy Glanville's husband. I think when the affair first started, when the affair first started, um, she thought he was getting divorced. She thought that they were broken up because that's what those men told them. But after a certain point, I think we probably just didn't ask the questions that we needed to because we didn't want to because we were having fun, okay? That's how I see that. I am going to tell you guys a little personal story. About, I'm in my husband five years now, going on five years. Right before that, probably like a year before that. Uh, nope, less than a year because that happened right before we got together. I we all we worked at this place, right? I had like a flirtation with this guy at work, work time flir- flirtation. Everybody was like, "Oh, I found out he had a girlfriend." I was like, "Oh, well, gotta put a nail in that, right?" Then one day, everybody was like, "Oh, they broke up. They broke up," and he like never went out with us. Okay, he started coming out with us. Then one thing led to another. I was told again that they were broken up. They were not broken up. Therefore, that made me sleeping with somebody's boyfriend. She found out because his stupid ass told her. I mean, whatever. Y'all got to handle that. I I was not told that they were actually together still until she came into my fucking inbox. And I was like, what the fuck? And of course, she's saying all types of nasty things to me. She told me to die, blah, blah. I was like, hey, girl, like he has been telling everybody at work that y'all broke up. Just so you know. And she was like, that's not fucking true. Da, 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 da. I said, I don't know you. I'm telling you what he told me. We hooked up. I definitely won't be doing that again because now I see that he's a fucking liar. But I'm telling you what he told me, right? She still said all those things to me. Her cousins were all up on my uh, social media, like all of this. I wasn't sitting here like, I cannot believe you said that to me. I'm not shocked that you, like, girl, you're mad. And I get it. Your man's a fucking liar. I didn't, obviously I wouldn't have slept with somebody's fucking boyfriend knowingly, right? I'm not sitting here like, what kind of person says this to somebody? I slept with her boyfriend at the end of the day, whether I knew or not, okay, I'm not Raquel, but I did sleep with her boyfriend no matter which way you try and splice it. 
So I'm not sitting here being like, oh my God, who says this to a person? Yeah, she hated me, hates me, right? Because I did aid in hurting her and I didn't even know. So I'm not sitting here like, oh my God, how could you say this to a person? Da, da, da. You're mad. You're, your house just fell apart. Whatever. He's be shit. That, I say that to say, I just don't know what y'all expect Ariana to say to that girl. I really don't. What would you say to somebody that slept, that was your friend, that was your friend, that not only slept with your man, carried on a, a months long affair right underneath your nose, one, two, was took advantage of you to the point that you went out of town when to bury your grandmother. Why Tom Sandoval was not with her is beyond me. My God. Stay like slept with, was sleeping with your actually. Oh my God. You guys know what I just realized? She was out of town when he was going to fertilize her eggs, going to the doctor to fertilize her eggs. And he was sleeping with Raquel. Oh, Oh my God. Calling me from the doctor's office to fertilize my eggs. Get your sperm counted to fertilize my eggs. And meanwhile, you've been fucking a bitch in our jacuzzi all fucking night. Yeah, I ain't got nice words for him. I don't. I wouldn't mean like if I were Ariana. I, I just couldn't. I'm not reaching deep down in the depths of my soul anywhere. Okay. Um, if you want some more empathy um, from... Somebody, there's plenty of think pieces online, but you're not going to get it over here. Also, the admi- <laughs> you just don't feel like she keeps saying, I cringe while watching it. I cringe while watching it. Dude, were you cringing when you got on a plane and took your ass to St. Louis behind his back? Again, what? And that was over Christmas time. I'm not going to get into it. Were you cringing when you were doing it? I don't think you were cringing in, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this when you we're getting your back cracked in that lady's house. I just, I'm right now. I'm ready to put this shit to bed. Okay. I'm ready for this season to be over. I don't know where we go from here. I'm gonna leave that up to Bravo, but I don't, I don't understand everybody being like, Oh my God, how could you say things like that? I bet some of y'all have said way worse to people, but you want to act a little high and mighty right now. Okay. On that note, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. I know we didn't really get into the OC that much this week, but was the premiere episode? It was a fine premiere episode, guys. Every time I see Heather's house, I'm just like, God damn. She said, people don't really stop by to see me. Like, I have three gates. I'm like, bitch, I want to be rich. (laughs) I don't want to be just rich. Like, I... I want to be able to do what I love, which is entertaining y'all. And again, on that note, I thank all of you for listening to this podcast, um, for supporting me in any way you can. Again, like I said earlier in the episode, if you follow me on social media, watch my content, and then come over here and listen to this goddamn podcast, that's a lot of me. Okay. And I thank you for that because my good God, don't forget to rate and review me on Apple podcasts and rate on Spotify. Um, and I'll be back next week, probably with a guest. I just really wanted to do a good old fashioned solo episode. If you've listened to me since the beginning, remember when all of the episodes were solo episodes, (laughs) 
I used to be so scared to ask people to come and be on my podcast because I, I don't know. I was just really scared. But I will talk to y'all next week and in the DMs. Bye.